welcome to the Boostly podcast. We are now in season seven. We are in episode 20. And today is a very special one because we are actually discussing what book direct actually means. As you know, the Boost Hospitality podcast is all about me showing you ways on how you can increase your direct bookings. But a lot of people don't actually know what book direct means. So I am going to be speaking at a big event this year called the Book Direct Symposium. In fact, when you're watching this intro or listening to this intro, it will have happened only a few weeks ago. This has been recorded on the 6th of February. This is the day after Book Direct Day. It went down really well. So many hosts spread the message of Book Direct. There were so many people that actually got direct bookings through the work and the preparation that we did as part of the Boostly Academy. If you want to find out more about the Boostly Academy, then please do go and check out the Boostly website. We have got the new enrollments open for just a few more days. So if you go to boostlyacademy.com or boostly.co.uk forward slash academy, there's going to be a little page for you to read testimonials, how it works, pricing and all of that jazz is going to be available there. So go check it out. But anyway, the 5th of February went really well. And today I reached out to Steve Capandi of the Book Direct Symposium. Now, Steve has been involved in the tours and the activities world for nearly 10 years now. From Australia, he's a singer, songwriter, he's done loads of things. He uh, travels all over the world. He's a, he's a great guy. And now what he's been doing for the past six years is running symposiums, which is meetups for other tour operators in the cycling world. And they do it in different cities each year. Now, this is the first year that he wants to get hospitality involved. That's why he's reached out to me. And because it's about Book Direct, because it's in Athens, and I've never been to Athens before, and neither has my family. And because he's a guy and a great guy who's just asked me the question, do you want to speak at it? We've gone and said yes, so we're going and we're going to be speaking at this event. Now, this podcast that I'm about to show you is obviously going to be recorded now, but it's going to come out afterwards. So I'm going to be uh, showcasing a lot more about it. Now, if you've missed the event, please do go to bookdirectsymposium.com. The videos will be live by now, so you can come and catch up on the videos, what was discussed, the, the speakers that were there and, and what was learned and the feedback and, and all of that. So go and take care of that. Sign up to the newsletter because he's going to be doing more of these in 2021. 2022 and beyond he's going to be doing it in different cities so he might be coming to a city near you and it's definitely worthwhile being on the email list to find out more about it we'd start talking about book direct but it ends up talking about partnerships and everything else and there's some real good takeaways for you in this now before you do go and uh, tune into the full episode please do visit the podcast sponsor which is hostfully.com you get one free guidebook and right now they're doing a contest hostfully.com forward slash contest you can go and create a stunning guidebook that will wow your guests and for the next few days you'll be able to enter it and if you win there's loads of cool little prizes to be won so please do go and check that out we've got a couple more weeks of that uh, before we close it and my other final thing my final ask is that you please go and rate review and subscribe this podcast we've got over 10,000 downloads on itunes and and it's, it's been seen by so many people and it's climbing up the ranks. To get higher up the ranking, we need more reviews, we need more social shares, so please tell people about it. Boosted.co.uk forward slash podcast uh, to get all the show notes. This is a really good episode. I'm really looking forward to you to tune into it, whether you are on the audio or whether you're doing something else. Please tune in and... 
please enjoy this episode. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. It's great to talk about Book Direct and what it really means, because as you say, there are so many people who don't actually understand that. So it's 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 a message that is so close to my heart. Um, I'm Australian. I was brought up in Newcastle, Australia. I always loved music and I loved travel as well. I, I did my first overseas trip when I was 19 and I just couldn't wait to go and explore the rest of the world. I was doing music for a while and the band I was in got signed to a label in the UK. So we moved the band over to the UK and that was my first taste of London. Pretty much I've stayed. Um, I'm not in that band anymore. I still do music, but uh, I've stayed in London. Uh, I used to do like little weekend trips to Europe all the time because as an Australian, you feel like everywhere is so far away. But then to go to Europe and then, you know, within the space of two hours, you're in a different country was such an exciting thing for a young Australian. So I spent so much time traveling around Europe and, and really got a taste for European tourism. Eventually, I got a job as a tour guide in London for the London Bicycle Tour Company. I started to get involved in the business side of that. I was the second in charge pretty quickly, and I dealt with him in terms of strategy, marketing, operations, everything. I was working with the owner of the company. Then I decided to start a network of bike tour operators. So we grew it to 40 cities um, around Europe, North America, South America. Our bike tour operators now have a annual meeting, a symposium, and we started that in 2015. This year is our sixth annual symposium. We go to a different European city every year. 2020, we're going to Athens. So now I'm running this book direct symposium, which is a separate event. However, main focus topic that came up time and time again at the Cycle City Symposium was marketing and how to respond to the rise of the OTAs and their ever-increasing influence on our sector. We, we talked about it so much, I thought, you know what, let's create a whole separate day to focus on this issue. And then I thought, well, you know what, this issue is not specific to cycling tourism. Let's actually invite hospitality owners. Let's invite, you know, hoteliers. Let's invite small and medium businesses who have got the same issues and let's, let's learn from them because I know that the hospitality industry has been dealing with this issue a lot longer than tours and activities. So that's uh, in a nutshell how we got here to where we are today. Started off obviously let's say Newcastle, travelled to London, got into tours and activities. You started the network so let's just sort of try and delve back on that a little bit. When what was the year that you started working for the bicycle tour company in, in London? Uh, 2009, actually, 2009. 2000 and 2009. So we would have been in London at the same time. 2009 is when I moved down to Canada Water. So we oh, would have yeah. been there. We would have been there at the same time. So you were doing bicycle tour company. When was it between, say, 2009? So in 2015, you started up this network, which is awesome. When was it that you started to realize about the bigger companies, these third party companies that was starting to take away direct bookings away from the, the, this tour company? Well, very quickly, I, I was involved in a lot of different aspects and, of the operations and, and, and all different functions of the, of the business. And even back then, in those early days, the OTAs were making a big impact on London Bicycle. I think that the, the bigger companies in the cities, they kind of felt it first. Back then, Viator was our biggest supplier. A few years before I joined the company, that the, the CEO of Viator actually took a, a bike tour at London Bicycle Tour Company. That was in the very early days of Viator. We had to come up with a strategy that basically saw our business grow and succeed into the future. 
and the commissions that we were paying, ever increasing commission, uh, commissions, were a real area of concern, not to mention the increasing percentage of sales that, that came through these new digital channels. So yeah, it was from the moment I started really, Viator was already an issue. Expedia was quite big back then in, in tourism activities. And then there are all these other little ones popping up. So you know, we, we saw that, you know, this was a situation that we had to address. Um, it wasn't something we could, we could ignore. So let's just delve back right to the very start of this topic. To you, what does book direct actually mean? And how could you best explain it to somebody who doesn't have a clue what, what book direct means? Book direct is all about the ownership of, of a certain activity or tour in, in our sector. It might be the ownership of a small hotel. It might be the ownership of a, a, a whoever owns an establishment. It might be the ownership of a pizza restaurant down the street, as opposed to somebody who is reselling their products, like Deliveroo might be reselling pizzas to you. You know, you're paying them, but there's an actual company that is making those pizzas. In a hotel, you know, booking.com don't own any hotels. These hotels have owners. So the book direct message is really about making a connection with the owner, the actual provider of the operation of the establishment so that they're not having to pay commissions to other sites. I suppose you would call them um, middlemen that yeah. are coming in to, to basically take a cut just by making that introduction. And, you know, the travel industry is not new to this concept. Travel agents have always existed and, and travel agents are to a certain extent middlemen and they, and they connect travelers with establishments and things to do. That's totally fine. That's quite valid. But really with the internet, the internet has brought a lot of small companies out of obscurity and, and made them visible to a, a large audience. So really to just continue down this line of will an agent do the work for us is not sustainable for a business because you now have the opportunity to make these direct connections with your customers and to, and to avoid paying these commissions. And it's something that every owner wants to do and needs to focus on doing as a, as a strategy. It might be a strategy which is run, you know, concurrently with your agency strategy but nevertheless it needs to be a strategy so in answer to your question if, if, if i'm speaking to somebody who's not really aware at all it would it would be finding the owner finding out who actually owns what you're trying to buy as opposed to are you buying off of a, a brand or even just a tech company that's yeah. facing themselves as a travel company this is really interesting to have this discussion because from my world the hospitality community the boostly community the academy the map and everything i think everybody that is in my world will feel like booking direct can be just sort of related to just our industry but really it can be involved in every single factor and facet of it and it's really interesting speaking to yourself because you've come from that tours and that activities background with the uh, London Bicycle Tour Company. Now what did you do? So you realized it was a problem and an issue because there was a, a lot of your new bookings or your bookings were coming via these third party, which obviously commission had to be paid. So you spotted this trend and what did you do to stop that trend and then to increase your direct bookings where the customer or the guest would come to you 
instead of going directly via Expedia or Biotor? Well, first of all, we didn't ditch the OTAs completely. We, we decided for a, a, a two-pronged approach where we would use the OTAs for what they were worth and we would make sure that we had access to the large audiences that they command. But at the same time, uh, which was a much slower and a more arduous process, we would, we would change our internal processes to, to build up a better direct approach and appeal. So a main thing is, is the, the customer acquisition costs. I mean, initially we were spending less on marketing because our marketing budget was really our commission budget. We said, okay, well, instead of marketing, we're paying commissions. That's where our marketing's going. So it's valid to a certain extent, but really it's, it's unsustainable. You know, you're outsourcing your sales channel. You know, your sales channel is something which is intrinsic to your organization if you outsource a function of your organization to an external entity then you're giving them so much control so we always use this the otas to the extent that we needed to um, to keep bums on seats so to speak but just built our own direct strategy and and how we went about that well there's a lot of things and and i think what i can sum up by saying is it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of effort but it's it has its rewards over time you know, the rewards come back and it's, it's incredibly important. So there's, yeah, you're right. There's loads of things you can do and loads of things that you can impact. Was there, was there one specific thing that stands out in your mind? Was there one specific action that you guys took as a company that had a, a direct cause in, into increasing your, your direct bookings? Or is there any sort of success stories that, that you could just share with, with people that are watching? Because then we can unpack that and sort of put it into to more accommodation sort of talk. Absolutely. I'm really glad you asked, Mark. I mean, branding. Branding is massive. You know, your brand is your land. If you, if you don't own anything, you have to build something. And that's what a brand is. You know, if you build a unique, strong brand that people can see what your identity is, see what you're all about, see what your passion is, see what you've got to offer. If you can build that, then people are going to be loyal to that. So really building a really strong brand, a really strong image is, is something that particularly in the travel industry, because I, I consider it such a friendly industry. We're in the business of making people happy. Our tour guides out there on the roads, connecting with people and taking photographs with people. And they're really making these deep connections. And for us to have our brand really strong in that customer experience meant that our loyalty was so much better to achieve that uh, we were achieving this loyalty that we couldn't achieve before because we just attached our brand to the experience so strongly. Really, I honestly feel that, that any company which is aiming to increase direct bookings but doesn't have a strong brand, you know, branding and ownership are really, really tied in. You know, your brand is your land. So definitely the number one tip is have a really strong brand and a really strong identity attached to it. I asked that question to a lot of people. What is the the, the one thing that, that you would do or you would change or you would you know see that other people do? And Shelly from, from Guesty, uh, she was on, on episode 18 of this series and, and Shelly said exactly the same thing about brands. So there's a, there's a consistent message that is being picked up in these series. When I interview experts and people in the field that are doing work like around 
marketing and book direct. Uh, there, there's a lot of the same traits and those of you that have tuned in and, and, uh, and listened or watched to every single one of the episodes in the season, I hope you are picking up notes because this is fantastic free advice that is being given to you. And it's a case now of you looking at what everybody's saying and trying to implement it in, into your business. And you're right, brand is, is big. You know, you've got to have a consistent brand for all the social medias. That's one of the simplest things that you can do. And I see this so many times. Just taking one thing, your profile picture of your social media. Now your profile picture, that needs to be consistent throughout because whether it's Instagram, whether it is LinkedIn, whether it is Facebook, whatever the channel is, Twitter, you need to have that consistent same profile picture. So when people are doing the scroll, they see the same image, the same brand image time and, and time again. And then you can go from that and you can utilize that and you can grow on that even more and more and more. Boostly Academy members, there is a full section on branding in the vault. So if you're part of the private training group, the Boostly Academy, you can go into the vault. You can look at the interviews that we did with some more experts from the branding world and you can divulge in that and put that into your, your business if you uh, if you can do so straight away that's that's fantastic but yeah really good one that now you've done this for a, like a long time bicycle tour company 2015 you started up the network now we, i want to quickly just touch upon this network because it's really interesting 2015 you sort of reached out to other tour companies what was the the initial conversation what were you looking to achieve with building this network what were you looking to to sort of grow was it the chance to develop more relationships or was it just a case of being able to get everybody in a room and say, listen, this is how we increase our book directs, how we increase our brand? What was the sort of thinking behind that? Actually, 2015 was our first event, but the network started in 2011. So we, I, I basically, you know, I was looking at what was happening in our industry as I discussed, you know, strategies for growing the business and, and looking at our, our, our situations, our competitive threats. And, and we, we're a pretty small business relative to, you know, the, the big forces of nature happening in the tours and activities section. So you've got your OTAs and they're, they're big behemoths. Um, you've also got a company called Fat Tire, which was doing, was setting up franchises of bike tours all around kind of Europe. And, and what's happening is they set up in London as a competitor to us. And, and they, were, they were getting all the Americans kind of landing in London and then they were getting them on tours and then they were finishing their tours with Fat Tire and then going, right, now you've done a tour with us. Why don't you do a, tour, a Fat Tire tour in Barcelona, in Berlin, in Paris? So they were basically, you know, the introduction and then upselling through to all these different cities. So I said, you know what, we don't have operations in different cities, but let's have partners in different cities and let's send each other more customers. So it was built around this premise that, you know, if we're part of the network together, when people want to take another bike tour, we send them to the partners. And it was received really, really well. You know, the first year, I think we had about 20 bike tour operators on board. It was fantastic. Everyone really liked the idea of, of cross-promotion and partnership. But, but I soon realized that it, it, wasn't, it was never the plan to turn it into a live conference, an event, a symposium. And I, I did a tour, I think 2013 or 14, I, I traveled around Europe and I visited most of the partners for face-to-face -face meetings. And they said, why don't we all get together and have an event where we can network? And I said, cool, let's do it. So we did our first event in 2019, uh, 2015, sorry. And what I really got out of that was that when you're in a small business, when you're, when you're trying to build something 
but you're really, really small, it, it can get so lonely. You can feel so isolated. You've got problems coming at you from all different angles. You've got to be a marketing guy. You've got to be an operations guy. You've got to be an IT guy. You know, you've got to be a bicycle guy. And people were feeling lonely and like they couldn't juggle all this and that no one was helping and there was no, no real support network. So putting these events on, basically, it, it was the birth of our family. And, and people come back year after year after year. And it's like a big reunion for us because we all support each other. We all, we all help each other on this mission. And, and we have experts. We have, a, we have a Google Ads expert. You know, we have a, a bicycle fleets expert. You know, we have marketing experts. People come along and they, and they add to the knowledge base of what we have within the network. And all of a sudden, it doesn't feel like you're in a small business anymore. All of a sudden, it feels like you're part of something massive. We take that into the marketing realm and we start to create posts that we ask every partner to share and then they get momentum. They, they basically help beat the Facebook algorithms without having to pay for boosting because you know we've got momentum, we've got a groundswell. So, so the real thing that I've learned through this in growing this is that you, we're creating a family, we're creating a network here of people who are supporting each other. And, and finding real, you know, real solitude in that. And, and we're all in the same path here. We're all trying to just be good at what we offer. We just want to give people great experiences, you know, great, it might be hotels or establishment. We're in the business of experiences and making people happy. And if we're not happy ourselves, we can't do that. So having these networks has helped us really become a lot happier in what we're doing because we feel like we're supported. You know, there's a, there's a, a rock bottom that we can hit and, and our partners will be there to help us out. And that's, that's what we, what we find year after year after year at all our events. Now, this is, this is awesome. And this is a, a thing that I think so many people specifically, we're going to have hospitality people tuning into this accommodation owners. And I think that what you've got to pack, like, package this all down and break it all down to what Steve is saying here. He had a big company, Fat Tire. Everybody will have heard of Fat Tire has come in to their, their area and is set up. Now, instead of Steve and the, the bike tour company kicking up a fuss, kicking and screaming, saying, ah, oh, well, let's just pack up. We've got a, we've got a big company coming. Uh, they're, they're doing all of these things. They've now got partners. All, they've got companies and bases all over the world, franchise all over the world. Let's just, you know, we'll, we'll kick up a fuss. We'll bitch and moan and we'll just call that. Instead of doing that, what they've gone and done, gone and created partnerships. And instead of creating competition with each other, they've just collaborated and created partnerships with, with tons of other small businesses from around the world. And this is what, is key and this is how everybody is going to stick together and, and build and grow it's a support network it is it is one of the foundation reasons why i started up the hospitality community facebook group again i was a family business based in scarborough went along to a couple of, of meetings from the local tourism and i, I realized that uh, it was great to have these offline little meetups for, for the uh, for the tourism in, in Scarborough and, and Yorkshire area, but there was nothing online. And the, the trouble is, is that when you meet up, say, once a month or once a quarter, and some people can't make it to each one, then there's loads of times when help and advice or maybe news about troublesome guests or just, you know, scam calls that are coming in, that was being missed. And everybody was having to deal with it in their own time. So they would get a scam call from a scammy seller trying to sell them a scammy product. And they would just agree to it because they are naive to the fact. And then before you know it, wasted 500 pounds to a grand or more when if there is an online facebook group then these things can get talked about on a daily basis and that is why i created the hospitality community it started up for scarborough and whitby and just like anything that works it's now spread to being 
worldwide. And that's why we've got 3,000 plus people in there. It's totally free and any hospitality owner can come in and, and join. And this is why now it's, it's grown to the level that it is. And this is what so many other people are doing all around the world, whether it's a Facebook group or whether it is a symposium like what, what Steve has now got with events and meetups and, and all of this cool thing. But it's developing partnerships. And I know that Debbie Labby will be tuning into this. She's a, she's a big fan. She loves the podcast and she has got a, created a company. She's Australian as well, Steve. We've got Another one. Yeah, I met Debbie. I know Debbie. She's you know, great. Yeah, Debbie's amazing. And Debbie has created something called the, the Have You Got? Have You Got Network? And it's it's the same premises as that where somebody comes to your property, but whether it's an email, phone call, a Facebook message, and they go, right, we need accommodation for these dates. Do you have them? Instead of just going no and hanging up the phone or being the end of the conversation, it's going, listen, we are fully booked but check out this network that have you got. And that's it. It directs people to somewhere else. So it keeps that discussion going and it can, and again, puts it into other partnerships that can keep people instead of them going, okay, fair enough. There's no accommodation there. I'm going to go fly back to booking.com or wherever it is. And, and then go back down that rabbit hole. It keeps it in that, that direct booking realms where, where you can greet in the, the, the guests and you're passing it on to somebody else, whether it's that's your local area or surrounding area. It's, it's doing the same sort of thing and you're building that partnerships and you're building the relationships and, and that's key. And that's why I am super excited to come along to the Book Direct Symposium. So we first met through a totally bizarre random connection. It was somebody on Instagram, bed and breakfast from, I think it was, they're from America. Like, how did you first come across, like how, what, what was the connection from you chatting to these guys to them getting in touch with me? What, what was that connection? Why did you sort of feel like, yeah, you gotta, I gotta, you gotta speak to me. How did that sort of come about? This was like the first week after I decided to, to put on the Book Direct Symposium and to, to integrate with the hospitality communities. I started by just adding Instagram people who were, I, I think I was following the book direct hashtag and I found companies that on the hospitality side that were involved in that. I found this company breakfast and a bed. And then uh, I, I think I contacted them and said, Oh, I like what you're doing. This is what I'm doing. And then we set up a call with John, the guy from there. And then he mentioned on that call, he's like, do you know, Mark Simpson? I'm like, Nope, I'm pretty new at this. So, you know, all of a sudden I, I, I was at boostly.co.uk and checking out what you did. And I'm like, right, this is, this is, what we're talking about this is the kind of partnership we want because i found somebody who was doing what i had been doing with cycle cities in, in my little sector and i'm like hang on a second he's he's doing what i've been doing in this sector and he's doing it actually bigger and he's doing it you know he's gone a lot further down this path so i thought here's someone i want to connect with and uh and and, and get involved with and and to you know share resources with because that's that was really the original plan i mean i, I don't, i'm not really inviting i'll say this I'm not really inviting hospitality companies because I, I want to preach at them or, or I want to I want to become a, a big name in hospitality I'm actually inviting you and, and having you part of this because we want to learn from you hospitality small businesses establishments little hotels and stuff you guys deal with this you've been dealing with this a lot longer than than we have on the, on the accommodation side OTAs have been massively influential and actually when it comes to book direct movement and practices you guys have been started this movement a lot a lot earlier than we have as well so we have so much to learn and and basically there's so much crossover when i look at you know how you deal with email campaigns when i look at what you do with social when i look at what you do with website design it crosses over beautifully into tours and activities so you know i'm 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 well known in the bike tour sector but it's it's fairly niche and and 
I will honestly serve my network so much better by bringing in the best people from the hospitality sector to, to create something, you know, really, really powerful. And the other reason is because we can make connections for cross promotion. I mean, there might be a local hotel that will promote your bike tour, or maybe your bike tour is going to promote a local hotel, you know, maybe by joining all together and, and, and meeting up, we're going to create these connections. We're going to find professionals in different areas that we can work off. And ultimately we are acting as a union. We are, we're turning ourselves into a big company on a level that concerns them. I actually had threats from one of the OTAs trying to shut us down because we were having so much influence. Our partners were basically saying, right, how do you deal with this OTA and their contracts and stuff? And we're like, oh, well, okay, do this, do this, do this. And we started to work like a union. And it really, really gave us you know, a lot of power. And it, I, I honestly feel like, Mark, it's, it's, it's not only the only way to go about this, it's a really enjoyable way because you're building relationships in a community and you're putting you're putting faces to to people all over the world and and you're helping each other out and it's it's so such a rewarding thing and the face-to-face events honestly i know many of our listeners won't be able to come well this will actually podcast will air after the event but we're going to have future events in in, in uh, 2021 2022 hopefully it will keep going ahead if it goes really well in 2020 and and if you don't get involved in face-to-face events, you really should. I mean, I, I did the Cycle Cities Network for a few years before the face-to-face events, and that was great. But things really took off when we started to have our meetings. And uh, that's when it really felt like a community. So I, I highly recommend that uh, that you check out the Book Direct Symposium. If you, if you can't make it, it's fine. There'll be plenty of resources. There'll be videos online. There'll be heaps of stuff post-event and heaps of information about future events as well. So, uh, yeah, I just really look forward to getting to know more people in the hospitality community. So thank you, for Mark, for coming. We are really looking forward to having you as our headline speaker. Yeah, no, I, like I say, really happy to, to come along and, and, and do this. And I, I remember our phone call. It was back when I was in England. It was last summer. I never, never knew at the time, but it was like a little audition for the actual show itself. So really happy they were able to come down. And, and you're right that when you start this route and they start these partnerships, all you've got to do and just have a little nosy at what Airbnb are doing. Have a little nosy at what Booking are doing. Have a little look at on the news and seeing what companies are Expedia Group buying up at the moment. They are buying into more tour companies because what they want to do is they want to create an all-in-one shop. If you look at what booking are going to start doing they're going to start integrating kayak flights onto booking they've obviously got the tour side with what they're doing there and they're going to try and create an all-in-one shop so the best way to combat that and the, be- the best way to grow and to prevent it is by partnering up now if you think about it and think about the guest experience right now, if you've got a guest that is going to come and stay with you you'd be naive to think that they're going to spend 100 percent of the time in your property they're going to want to go and see and do things now, if they are on business, obviously they're going to be a lot of the times going to be business related, but even business guests will want to have to do fun things as well when they're not going to be working and they've maybe got a bit of downtime or they have to sort of do some sort of team bonding thing, right? So what they're going to be doing is they're going to be looking for things to do. And this is where the, the, the crossover is. And this is what we can, we can sort of start to see more of is that you can start to recommend places, local places in your area, tours in your area. And again, instead of just leaving a leaflet out that you get from your local tourism thing, start to go out and build these networks try and go out and sort of meet the business owners of these tour companies and you'll you'll be amazed 
at what's going to happen. Like what Steve says, it really kicked off when he started doing face-to-face event meetups. Like instead of just doing one-to-one, like try and see if you can come to like local meetings, whatever they may be, and you'd be amazed at the benefits. So you could actually build up a nice little niche of tour operators that you can send people to. Doesn't matter what it is regarding to, whether it's cycling, I don't know what's in your local area. It could be cycling, chocolate tasting, wine tasting, whatever it is. But you can start to build up these relationships. And if you can then keep everything in your network, in your loop, then what that is doing is it is keeping more money and more funds into your local area. So then it keeps then getting regenerated in to the local area, which which is really what a massive part of Book Direct Message is, is all about. So instead of small businesses thinking that they've got to do all the things by themselves, thinking that they have to rely on these massive third parties, what it is is just by building up these relationships, you're able to then not to feel like you're doing this all on your own. And, and this is a massive part of it. So the Book Direct Symposium, if you cannot make it to Athens, Greece, which I know a lot of people won't be able to, like Steve says, there is going to be a lot of video. There's going to be a lot of footage taken. So you can tune in, you can go and watch all of these, uh, the past videos, and you can go and keep update with what's going to be happening in the future. All you need to do is you need to go to the Book Symposium website and all of these show notes are going to be on the blog that we're going to create after it so go to boost.co.uk forward slash podcast but go to book direct symposium so book direct symposium is spelled s-y-m-p-o-s-i-u-m.com if you go on there if you scroll down to the bottom there's a section on there after you scroll past my face you'll see a section that says sign up for the newsletter so sign up for the newsletter you'll be one of the first people to find out about the the videos that are going to come out from the event some of the takeaways from the event and anything else that comes out of it and plus as well then you'll be able to be made aware of any future events that are coming up. Steve, is there anything else that you just want to talk about about the symposium, about about where you see it going, or just anything else you want you want to finish on that before we go and ask you the quick fire questions to end this? I'm I'm really excited about the symposium. Honestly, it's it's a lot of work, and and I think that when you're building something and it's just you or it's a small group, it takes time. You know, I'm, I'm well known in city bike tours. I could put on an event and, and everyone buys a ticket, but the Book Direct Symposium, this is our first year and I'm not known in the hospitality circles. And I'm not, no, not known in Athens either. So it's been really, really difficult to, to establish a reputation and to get the word out there. But, but this is just what hospitality owners go through. This is what small tour companies go through. They start and it takes time just to build your reputation but eventually the longer you do it the easier it gets so you have to play the long game so if you're sitting there thinking i don't have the time or the energy to to focus on building mailing lists or building social media followings or going to partnership events it's not all going to pay off straight away but over the long run it will pay off so i want to encourage anyone who's struggling just just keep at it because you know eventually you will win. Awesome. That's a perfect way to end the, the topic of the podcast. Now, like what I like to do at the end of everyone is we'd, we'd go through a couple of quick fire questions. This is where we can delve into, into Steve and the mindset of Steve a little bit more. We're going to pick up on a few things. Now, if anybody has tuned into this podcast before, you know that we're going to get some pretty decent answers. And it may be that you are tuning into this and you are driving or on the move and you haven't got time to make note of some of the answers that, that Steve gives and all the other guests that they've answered. So please make sure you go check out the show notes, booster.co.uk forward slash podcast. Go to season seven, scroll all the way down till you see Steve's name, come into it and, and you'll find out there. So quick fire questions then. The first one is, what has been a 
a personal favorite business book of yours, Steve? The Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss. Brilliant. Why? Why that one? Honestly, it it's it's not only theoretical about the way you should conduct your life. It's it's practical. The first half of the book is is all about the principle of you know designing your life and 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 not not basically in you know putting too much into the future but living your life now and the second half of the book is is practical ways to achieve that to build a business that is portable to build a business that that you can make yourself redundant from that that can help make money while while you're absent and it's it's an absolute fabulous book i, I don't think they'll i'll read a book which will better it i'm yet to <laughs> yeah now massively agree i'm a big fan of, of uh, tim ferrison my personal favorite of his is tools of titans because it takes little segments of the four hour work week and does so much more i know it is you've got it in your hand tools of I titans. Got it. that's the one mate i'm actually uh, about halfway through this one so that's a good one too <laughs> All right, so I'm going to ask the next question, which is favorite podcast. Are you going to double up on the Tim Ferriss? Have you got anything else you like to listen to when you're on your travels? The Growth Mindset Podcast by a guy called Sam Harris. He's actually my housemate and he's fantastic. He's a very intelligent guy and he's massively into growth mindset, positive attitude. So check out um, Sam's podcast, the, the Growth Mindset Podcast. Good. The Growth Mindset Podcast by Sam Harris. We will definitely check that out. Okay, then. So, favorite purchase under a hundred pound in the last year? What would that be? Six Ryanair flights. <laughs> six Ryanair flights. There you go. Where were they to? My mum came over from Australia and for six weeks, and I said, right, we'll base ourselves in London and we'll just do short trips to different parts of Europe. So we went to Norway, and then we went to France, and then we went. To to Spain and we did all those trips return including luggage for less than 100 pound each so YouTube are you a YouTube channel do you like watching YouTube videos uh, if so which is your favorite one I do a big fan of Gary V he's fantastic motivational speaker I think he'll be one of the most famous people in the world within the next 10 years he's incredibly good his his mindset and his advice particularly for young people and how to work in the digital realm I like politics so I like watching visual visual politics and I also like uh, school of life it's really good too I think uh, Gary V will one day get to own the jets that is what he is um, yeah they yep. want definitely get there yeah I'm, I'm a, I used to watch a lot of Gary V and then I just literally took his advice literally of stop watching and start doing and, and <laughs> brilliant brilliant loosely came from what is your would you say and you can talk about this symposium or just anything that you're doing right now so what has been what is the biggest pain point right now in 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 your business or what you're trying to achieve with like sort of the growth of of, of, of the book direct movement or anything like that what, what would you say right now is your biggest pain point you know what digital being on emails so much being being attached to the need to be so present social media emails you, you you're you're constantly got to be on your computer on your phone and and i i find that difficult to be fair i try and batch my work so that i'm not constantly online so that i get time to to chill out to meditate to relax but that's probably the hardest thing is is getting away from it all because there's always more to be done especially in times like these when there's big events coming up in a couple of weeks you must feel like uh, there's a lot to be doing all the time do you have a do you have a, a go-to switch off like when you know but it's getting a bit too much did you have you just literally can switch off and escape or do you you still got to try and find that perfect switch off wednesdays <laughs> wednesdays is the one mate don't call me on a wednesday don't expect an email back from me i, I put my email on um autoresponder on wednesdays it, obviously the day of the book direct symposium is wednesday in two <laughs> weeks time so i'm going to be working that day 
Promise. Yeah, the, the other 51 in the year, that's all right. That's all right. Yep, exactly, exactly. All right, next one then. And uh, this is the, the penultimate one. It's one of my favorite questions. What is the one big tip you have to give to anybody watching when it's coming to boosting their direct book? Partnerships and communities, mate. You know, don't do it alone. Don't, don't, don't even watch a video and listen to the advice and go, oh, cool, that's a good idea. Join a community. Join a group, ask a question, answer a question, meet someone, go to an event, you know, build these communities and partnerships. It's going to make your ride so much easier and so much more fun. I like, I really, really am a big fan of that. And finally, what would you say would be your superpower? I can hold a crowd. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take that tribute band. Um, I play Howard and um, I've performed to over a million people in the last 10 years. So I'm, I'm good with the stage. I can certainly host an event and I can hold a crowd. I'd say that's got to be my superpower. You can't really just be a bit blasé about that. So you're in a Take That Tribute Act. How long have you been doing this? And, and you are Howard Donald. So yes. just, uh, just explain a little more, more about how did, you get, how did you get this gig? Like what was, does somebody walk past you in the street in London and go, you look like Howard Donald. Like how does this even happen? Oh, I was I was working in LA for a little while as a songwriter and on a project and that and that finished up and I was depressed when that job finished and I was working at London Bicycle and I'd come back to London Bicycle but I needed to be creative I needed to to be doing something else and I just went online and looked for auditions for different jobs and I, I auditioned for this job nearly 10 years ago now and um, got the job and started touring around the UK. And, you know, we've, we've turned into one of the UK's biggest Take That tributes. We, we get about 100 shows a year. It's great fitness. It gets me out of the house. It pays some bills as well. And, and I really enjoy it. I, I get to have a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's that's it. That's that's the other half of my life, really. You're it's right. good. But I can work. It, it's so, portable work. So I can do everything. People might be seeing you on a stage in the UK sooner than, than you know it. And who, who knows what, what it may be. You may Check be out the Take That Experience um, and come and, come and say hello after a show and say, oh, you saw me on Mark's podcast. Like, ah. <laughs> I like it. All right, buddy. Well, let, let's end it there. I just want to say thank you so much. For, for doing this. Thank you so much for coming on. I know life is a little bit hectic right now. And yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person in a couple of weeks time. It's going to be such a cool event and it's going to be an amazing few days in Africa. It'd be really cool to see where it just expands and grows to from there. Because I think, I think everybody can agree with me and I can say this, that if you can do anything, it's going to be growing. And this is just going to take on and it's going to grow and grow and grow. So I wish you all the best of it. And let's say I'm looking forward and I'm very honored and grateful to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Safe travels, Mark. We'll see you in Athens in about a week and a half. It's it's getting close, mate. Looking forward to it. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, everybody, for tuning into this as well. Obviously, when this goes live in the world of iTunes and Spotify and whatnot, it's going to be the end of March. So we will have done this event. We will run this event. And I will have reported it. There'll be daily vlogs. There'll be loads of footage and content that are being around it. So please, please, please do interact with it. Go to the Book Direct Symposium website. Go and get the social media channels followed, or whether it's Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Obviously, I'll be daily vlogging it from the event and sort of speaking about it and just sort of showcasing it we're really looking forward to going over i've never been to athens before uh, laura and the boys are coming with us so it's going to be great and we will be talking more about it obviously over the coming weeks and the months even if you are tuning into this at the end of march or in the future so thank you so much please make sure that you rate review and subscribe to the boostly podcast itunes
iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get it. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure that you tap the subscribe button and leave a comment. It just gets more eyes on it. Boosted Podcast has now surpassed 10,000 downloads. So please make sure that we continue this growth and this of, of this podcast. Leave a review, tell people about it, share it on the socials and do me one thing. The Boostly podcast is sponsored by Hostfully. Please go and get hold of your free digital guidebook. You can go to hostfully.com. Your first one is free, okay? And you have got exactly 10 days left to go and enter in the contest where you can win premium listings on Hostfully. You can win goodies and merchandise and all of those lovely things. All you've got to do is submit your guidebook. So go and create it, go and submit it. Just go and do it. It doesn't have to be the best it could possibly be. Just get it done, get it looking all right, send it in and who knows you might be able to win so go to hostfleet.com forward slash contest to do that and yeah go and get your free free guidebook it is really cool paula butler from cockington cottages she has one for her property and her guest has said that it looks so cool and it again it helps them find out about checking information about things to do in the local area and again we're talking about this building up partnerships you can go and add in any of the tours or the businesses you want to recommend your guests to go to and it's all on the app on a computer or on a tablet it's a it's a really simple and really nice bit of kit to use so thank you so much for tuning in as always i'll be back again soon for another podcast but until then thank you so much for tuning in and we'll speak to you very soon